Chapter 1. Young Winter Morning Perspective Eric Room is filled with sounds of radiohead music. It is playing quietly in the background as I stroll to the kitchen to make my morning coffee. Amazing weather outside. All bright and white. It is rough and cold outside. Please enjoy it from here, my humble home. There are always moments when you just go on shivering from the view of something very chilly. Perhaps there's something that is built inside you to automatically get such a reaction. As I'm making my chocolate coffee, I observe scenery outside. Sun is reflecting its light upon the white snow, making it a blinding obstacle for the eyes to focus. Yet I managed to look at the landscape spreading further. Great forest valley just underneath, the snow gently covering each tree branch, each rock keeping the earth pleasantly under the white blanket. Cuties of living high up on a hill, pretending to be a mountain man on the inside, yet externally I'm quite far from it. To explain a bit about my world, due to us going through the journey together now, it might be hard to grasp, but it's like um, parallel to the place called Terra, where humans live. With the fact that we have a nice understanding with our nature. We still progress out with science. We manage to find a great new source of energy that does not interfere with the course of nature. We advanced our technology and architecture, took fond love and care towards education, and we are pushing individuality. Most population is known to be different within all means possible. Having similarities here is what seems unnatural and even dangerous. All of these perspective teachings are taken from observations of terror. The treacherous tendencies we have observed have implied our system to encourage being abnormal. But even then, with the new scientific progress, left us with a specified definitive state of abnormal. That's where IO comes in. IO is a governing system, autonomous intellectual organism. It is evaluating the balance levels of each individual to keep specific merits tabs on the populace, so that if the abnormality is beyond the expected level, the person is under the Protection Act. With a good understanding of I.O., we got to balance out our creativity, which is wonderful companion to every one of us, and regarded as the keeper of greatness and wisdom. I hear the click and look down on the cup. Indeed, coffee's done. I take the cup and go to my green conservatory, that's suited just outside the kitchen, taking a seat at the round marble table, still keeping my eyes on the heartwarming scene of winter morning. The moment I take my first sip of coffee, I hear footsteps towards me. Apparently, dear lonely orchid woke up. She's the new student of mine from the lectures I have in the few universities I work. She walks into the conservatory after making coffee for herself. By the looks of her, she's awake for a while. Lazy cat? She called. Uh-huh, I replied. I'm just thinking. 
Why are there still those who try to destroy, who begin wars, who just hurt others, are selfish, think too highly of themselves? What is the point of being submerged into misery to such an extent of not being able to see the goodness? I looked at Orchid as I sighed. You do get that I just woke up, right? I exhale. Yes, but are you not the best lecturer of such odds? For you it shouldn't be much of a problem to answer. Her innocent look reminded me of how she got to stay with me. Because she requested to stay with the same innocent look, and I denied. Though director who stood next to me gave me a soft nag for not excelling at helping the students, vouching that she'd not cause any trouble as she's just so not looking like it. Oh, how looks can be deceiving. Our silence hung in the air for a while. I managed to finish one cup of coffee, then get another one. During the whole process, she was watching me, waiting for me to answer. Sometimes it feels like this innocent student is leeching off by having free lectures. So troublesome. I clicked my tongue, then walked back to the conservatory entrance. Standing in the doorframe, cap in hands, I decided to give in and land a short lecture. When we're given challenges, we're meant to seek for the solution, I began. The righteous way of the path that takes you through and out, to then understand the core of the problem and learn from it. To never return to this pitch black, but to acknowledge it. Some fail to get it. They look at it and absorb it, make it their core. Something now pushing them towards new generated harsh actions, which cause expansion of the darkness and then harm to surroundings. I gave a short glance at Orchid, she's all ears. I look outside as I continue. It takes courage and some time to be able to see the light in the dark. It is a hardship to craft out of yourself the means to not give in and not give up. You learn by giving up on something or giving something away to gain new knowledge that will make you wiser. That is hard, but no one said it would be easy. Once we manage that over and over again, to then protect what they get to build and raise, are the wise men, or just bonkers? Bonkers! Orchid's brows were knitted, it made me let out a short smile. Madman. I replied to her quizzical look then continued. When you get to understand and acknowledge, you start to do your best to help others overcome their abyss, to not let them feel pain you felt, keep them away from darkness, to understanding what abyss is filled with and what it does, how much pain it brings, 
how much life it takes, and what you must lose to gain back some light. Some listen to the ones who went through abyss. Others tend to learn it the hard way around. Another bunch gets stuck and do not wish to move in any direction. Silence hung in the air. I started wondering if what I said made sense, though it made perfect sense to me. Orchid seemed deep in thoughts with an answer. I decided it's my moment to leave. Turning round, facing the hall, I hear her voice. Say, lazy cat, she calls to me. So we all must craft our own light course from courage and strength to not fall into the darkness to be able to go through the abyss? By the tone of her voice, seemed like she got it. Barely so, but there. Yes. Each is responsible for their own light call. They have to pour more light to keep it being strong, to be able to overcome the abyss. Yet, in case it dares to claim you, it is hard to come back to the light. I spoke as I was walking towards study. My own mind felt like it reminiscent about the light in the abyss. Faint flash of memory rushed through my mind. The way I cried to the heavens when I lost my light. I stumbled back, almost losing my balance. My light, my memories whispered. Suddenly it was harder to move. Steps heavy as I managed to make my legs walk, making it towards study. Tears began swelling up in my eyes, lump in my throat as it became harder to breathe. I see, thank you, mumbled Orchid while staring at my back. I got into my study, closing the door behind, locking it. In an instant, tears flooded down my cheeks. Voice faded as I opened my mouth in silent cry. I heard Orchid's voice behind the door. She seemed on the phone. I wouldn't want her to see me like this. My light, I let out crying, hand clasping at my heart as the tight crushing pain tore me from the inside. Why am I crying? I asked self as tears blurred vision, heartbeats thumping in my ears. The feeling of something precious that got forgotten made me want to remember.